Welcome out to this bonus episode of the Dual Threat Podcast. Today, I'm going to be covering the first round of the NFL Draft and my thoughts behind it. Let's just start off with the first pick in the first round. That is Trayvon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia. Interesting pick for some people. Some people kind of predicted it within the last couple of weeks. I think it's interesting because Trayvon Walker was not the best player on that Georgia defense. A lot of people saw his combine stats, his uh, numbers at the combine, and really just said, okay, he's he's moving up our board. We're going to put him at the top of our board. It, it's an okay pick by the Jaguars. I think the safer pick would have been going with Aiden Hutchinson. But right now, while Trevor Lawrence is young and they feel they have a long runway with him, a 10-year runway, basically, I think they're okay taking risks and okay saying, okay, Trayvon Walker has the this potential to be the best edge rusher in this class. Why not get him? He can drop into coverage. He can blitz the quarterback. He's great in run, run defense. What if we can make him even better in all those positions, though? So, I, I think they went with a great player. I think Aiden Hutchinson was a safer pick, but they want to go for that risk. They want to try to swing and get Trevor Lawrence as much help as he can get, both on the offense and defense. I loved the Lions draft. The Lions took Aiden Hutchinson second overall, obviously with uh, him being from Michigan, him going to Michigan, his dad going to Michigan, basically being an Ann Arbor boy. It's huge. It's a huge PR day for the Lions having that guy. I'm sure the paper in Detroit this morning will read something huge about how great of a pick Aiden Hutchinson was. So great for the Lions, but I loved that they traded up into that 12th spot. They traded with the Vikings, a division rival, in fact, to get Jamison Williams uh, out of Alabama, the wide receiver. They got probably one of the fastest wide receivers in the draft a couple of months ago before his, he tore his ACL. I think he could have been the number one wide receiver taken off this board. And so they're stoked that they get a guy that can help out that offense and then also a guy that's game-changing on defense. Speaking of that trade, this was one of the wildest drafts in draft night history, especially wildest first rounds in draft night history. There were nine trades in total in last year's draft. In the 2021 draft, there were only three trades in total. So this isn't completely insane. This is the most first round trades that there ever were. It, it just made for an interesting night, a night that really kept you on your feet and kept you on your toes wondering when the next move was going to happen. It was awesome. It was great to see. You love seeing some of those trades. I'm not going to talk too much about the Texans, but I do want to move on to the New York Jets and what they did in this draft. I think with them taking Ahmad Gardner, they got their potential, potential island cornerback, a guy that you can just stick on one side. You don't need much help over the top for him. He's going to play over the top. Under You won't have a safety that will need to help him out very often. He is so great by himself. I think getting Ahmad Gardner will really play well into that Robert Sala defense. And then also getting Garrett Wilson at number 10. They stayed pat at number 10. They got Garrett Wilson, who at Ohio State has really increased or improved each year that he was there over his three years. 
He became a better route runner. He became a better deep ball threat. He became a better screen player. Whatever it was needed, Garrett Wilson became better at each and every year. So seeing that improvement, I think, is why they took him. They can see that he's going to improve again this year and then again next year until he's at the best of his game. And getting a guy like that for Zach Wilson will be huge for Zach Wilson's progress. And if the Jets maybe feel that Zach Wilson isn't their guy, which I don't think is is uh, the case per se, but if they feel that he's not their guy, they will know by the end of this year and can move on from him. I think they think he's his guy, their guy. He is the Jets quarterback, at least for another two years, and he will make splashes with this team. I want to talk about the other New York football team, the New York Giants, and what they did. I've heard quite a bit of criticism about Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal being their picks. Uh, They probably have other picks of position that you could have taken. You could have maybe taken Malik Willis and gotten a better QB instead of Daniel Jones. You could have potentially gotten Devin Lloyd or Nakobe Dean or Quay Walker at this point and gotten an upgrade at off or linebacker. You could have gotten Kyle Hamilton and maybe got an upgrade at safety. I think these two positions are prime positions. They are positions that are of maybe not the biggest need for the Giants. But if you're a franchise going forward, you want to start in the trenches. Kayvon Thibodeau potential to be one of the best pass rushers in the NFL all pro pass rusher if he can get a couple more moves if he can just keep his motor going but in front of the camera in front of the press he is amazing he's a very intelligent man so I think that's a good pickup for New York I think he'll be great for New York's team as a whole and he'll help get to the pass or get to the quarterback Evan Neal a lot of people were saying why would you take Evan Neal I I think a couple of months ago, he had potential to be the first pick in this draft. But Evan Neal, you don't have to slot him at left tackle. You already have Andrew Thomas. Why not move him to guard? Why not move him to right tackle? He gives you the depth and the flexibility to play at any position that you need. And I think that's why the the Giants were really willing to draft him at number seven. A lot of people were saying, why would you potentially take a guy you start at left guard or right tackle at seven? And that's why he can play either. He's basically a guy that if somebody gets hurt, he can step in and play the the more important position to you at that point. So Evan Neal is a very flexible offensive lineman that really helps you propel your team forward, especially on that offensive side with Daniel Jones or potentially if they take another QB in this draft. That being said, they have the 36th pick in this draft. Malik Willis is still on the board after 32 picks in the draft. Will the Giants take Malik Willis if he falls to 36? I think they should. I think they should give it a shot. Daniel Jones' fifth-year option didn't get accepted. Malik Willis could come in and really maybe shine. Who knows? Who knows what could happen at that point? I think it would be worth the risk taking a second-round flyer on potentially the best quarterback in this draft. I... I... Speaking of quarterbacks, we had one quarterback taken off the board in the first round, right? Kenny Pickett. I know a lot of speculation going into this draft was the Steelers were going to take Malik Willis. Kenny Pickett fell into their lap. I think Kenny Pickett is a great pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is a mature player. He's consistent. 
He's a little bit older, which the Steelers are okay with. They don't need a 21-year-old guy. They want somebody that can come in and mesh with the team. He's going to come in. He's going to play the offense the way that he knows how to play. He's going to be flexible with that team. He's going to help propel the team and be a leader on that offense, even at such a young age. I I do say such a young age. He's already older than Jordan Love, who's been in the league for three years, and just a little bit younger than a lot of the young quarterbacks that we can think of that are great quarterbacks. So I think he comes in, he becomes more of an offensive leader, more of a vocal guy, more of a, uh, I don't want to say Peyton Manning, because Peyton Manning was incredible on offense and with his skill set. But I think he'll he'll do similar things to what Peyton Manning did for that Indianapolis Colts offense. Next, I want to talk about the wide receivers. There were so many things that happened with the wide receivers, starting off with Drake London, number eight, to the Atlanta Falcons. Some people were shocked by that. I think that was the pick the Falcons were always going to make just because they wanted a big, tall wide receiver, basically another Julio Jones that they could throw out there for their future quarterback, whoever it may be, if they get one in the second round or if they pick one up next year in the next year's draft. I think they wanted Drake London. But then after Drake London, we saw five other wide receivers go off the board before pick 19. So pick 18, we had Trey Burks from Arkansas be the sixth wide receiver in the draft taken. Something so incredible in this draft is we've seen how pre- how much of a premium people have put on wide receiver. And even trade the Titans traded away their star wide receiver to save cap space and still get a premium receiver. It, interesting stuff that's going on here this offseason with wide receivers. I think because of this, we saw so many high picks taken with wide receiver. I think the Eagles did a great job with their draft, just talking about that trade real quick. A.J. Brown hopping on their team, a proven veteran, a guy that you can get with Jalen Hurts and say, okay, Jalen, are you the guy or are we getting a guy next year? I think they stick with Jalen. I think him and A.J. Brown have a good year together, especially with Devonta Smith on the opposite side. And they got Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia, one of the biggest freaks in the draft just because of his, his height, his weight, his stats that he performed, his combine stats that he had, just just an absolute freak. So good for the Eagles. I, I I have two other things I want to talk about and recap from the draft. Interesting picks from the Green Bay Packers, taking Quay Walker, uh, linebacker from Georgia, and then Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle from Georgia. A lot of speculation was maybe the Packers trade up and get a wide receiver in this draft. Maybe they get an offensive lineman to help protect Aaron Rodgers. But as we see, they went defense, defense, potentially Devontae Wyatt being, who knows if he'll be uh, an edge in that 3-4 defense or what What will happen with him. But I think Aaron Rodgers at this point is kind of upset. His number one wide receiver right now is probably Alan Lazard, who I don't see as a number one wide receiver. I see him more as a number two, maybe maybe a number three wide receiver. So Aaron Rodgers is sitting there thinking, I have no number one wide receiver. My offensive line isn't super amazing. It's a good, it's a good offensive line, but it's not a top five offensive line. I'm carrying this offense. I personally think that Aaron, this is Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay. I know I said this last year. 
I know I've thought about this and talked about this a lot, but Aaron Rodgers is going to get out of Green Bay after this year. If they don't get him help on offense, he's going to leave. There's no other way around it. I think the Packers had a chance to move up and get one of those top six wide receivers or even move back in the draft and go into the second early second round if they wanted to get one of these later wide receivers like Sky Moore, George Pickens. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that the Packers let wide receivers go by. No picks there. The last thing I want to talk about and finish up this bonus episode with is Malik Willis. Malik Willis is still on the board after 32 picks. That is so insane for me to say. I think he is the quarterback with the highest potential. I think if you get him on the right team, you are going to have a franchise QB. And people are just passing on him. I, I get it. Later in the rounds, a lot of those teams had franchise QBs on their on their team already. But man, Malik Willis is going to be a steal for somebody in the second round, whether it's the Giants staying put at 36, the Seahawks moving up from 39 and 40 into that 33, 34, 35 spot. Maybe the Falcons move up. The Falcons have some draft capital and they can move up and maybe team Drake London up with Malik Willis. I don't know. Who is going to take the take Malik Willis? I personally think it's going to be the Giants at 36. But whoever it is getting Malik Willis, they are getting a steal. Absolute steal. So shout out to all these young men getting drafted tonight. Hopefully they can come into the league, make an impact, not only on the league, but in the lives of their, of their families, of their friends, and really change the way that their lives are going going forward. Hopefully they become better people because of this draft. So thank you for listening. Hopefully you loved the first round of the draft. It was one of the wackiest first rounds in NFL history. I'm excited to see what the second round holds, especially for these quarterbacks, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, and Matt Corral. Best of luck to all of these guys. Hope you have a great week. Thanks for tuning in to the Dual Threat Podcast.